You're listening to the Sound Defense Alliance podcast. I was aware that the jet noise was impacting my health. And I actually felt that if I did not move, I would die. We're not moving. We can't move. This is our home. This is our home. This is where we live. This is where we live. Welcome back to the Sound Defense Alliance podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tara. And we're your co-hosts. In this podcast, we're breaking down the many impacts of the Growler Jets in Northwest Washington. For the people living under the Jets, these impacts can wear them down. And often, when they speak up, they get pushback from Navy supporters, getting the phrase, well, if you don't like the noise, then just move. For many, that's not an option. This is their home. For others, moving is the only option. They feel that they have to move to protect their health and well-being. In this episode, we're going to hear from two women one who has decided to stay in Coopville, and another who has decided to move. Juliana Perdue is a mother and the owner of Prairie Bottom Farm. Marion Atwood is one of the founders of both the Citizens of Eby's Reserve and the Sound Defense Alliance, and has worked as an activist nonprofit administrator. She currently owns a small business producing ceramics. First, we're going to hear from both women about how they have been impacted by the Growler Jets. The jet noise that invaded my home and body felt like an extreme and unwanted violation. And it's hard not to be emotional about that. Chronic noise impacts include increased blood pressure and I saw mine rise into the 160 range. I had to get anti-anxiety meds from my doctor. I had to sleep at friends' houses down island because I couldn't sleep in my own home, in my own bed, because the noise was too loud. And also, the more you know about this, the worse it is, because I then knew that my body was creating the hormone cortisol, whether I was asleep or awake, if the jets were flying. So even while I was asleep, I knew that bad things were happening to my body when the jets were flying. So it made me seek shelter elsewhere. I also suffered from post-traumatic stress syndromes, which is, in my case, it was like angry outbursts. You know, it was like uncontrollable. I would feel this like surge come over me and I I just blew it. I would become angry. And there wasn't much I could do about it. I have had lots of autoimmune things that have happened and I've witnessed other people who have had diabetes, which is considered an autoimmune problem, and arthritis. Some people have a really bad uh, rheumatoid arthritis because of uh, immune disorders. And of course, it's very hard. We have a hospital in our in uh, central Whidbey for the whole island where people are supposed to be recovering, where babies are born, and we have jet noise not too far over their roof. So these are some of the ways that the growler has affected me. When I first moved here, I think they were phasing out the prowlers and the growlers were phasing in. And there was like this very specific period in time where we could no longer sleep with the window open in summer because Mm -hmm. they were too loud. And then you'd notice that you'd be out working and you couldn't carry on a conversation with someone who was, you know, three feet away from you when they'd fly, which is pretty dangerous for farming if you're doing anything with equipment and you can't hear to communicate with one another. And then even with ear protection on, there'd be times when we couldn't communicate well because you had then the the big ear protection on. So pretty quickly, if they were 
flying while we were working, it became a problem. When my son, he's 10 now, when he was younger, you know, the ear protection and there came a point where we would just send him inside. But one of us would have to come in with him because you can't send a five-year-old inside by themselves. So it definitely had an impact on work, communication, the safety, and also with having interns or farm employees. We, uh, for a while, were hiring younger kids, like 14, 15 years old. And there came a point where I just didn't feel comfortable if I'm sending my child inside. I didn't feel comfortable having somebody else's child outside working either with the noise or with the ear protection on, which made it hard to keep everybody in clear communication and safe. Juliana shared a bit about how her son is impacted by the growlers and often has to go inside their home when they're flying overhead. She's going to tell us more about how he is impacted in several ways by the noise. He has a very different experience with it than I do, of course. He talked about school and sometimes at school it's hard to hear with, especially now with uh, with COVID protocols and having windows open. If the jets are flying, it's difficult to hear in the classroom and pay attention. There have been times when I've gone to pick him up from school and they've literally been flying directly over the elementary school and you see kids out, you know, holding their ears and he's got sensitive ears. So he is definitely a, a child who, when he, when he hears that loud noise, he does cover his ears. He said it's impacted him being able to be outside and play when the jets are flying and also sleep. It's really difficult to, if they fly late into the night and then he has school the next morning, it definitely impacts how his day progresses at school for sure. There are so many negative effects from these growler jets on people ranging from children to seniors. As we mentioned before, these impacts did drive Marion to move away. Here's the final straw that sealed that decision. So the last straw for me was the Navy's record of decision in 2018. They decided to increase the flight operations in Coopville and over my house 400%. I knew at that point in time that my home was going to be unlivable with that decision. That's not the all of it. You know, the other part of it was the the part that the Navy had contaminated the water supply in the aquifer in central Whidbey and that they weren't monitoring any of the private wells. So I had a private well. Supposedly, it wasn't contaminated, but that wasn't any assurance because they didn't continue any monitoring. And it's very expensive to do that as a homeowner ongoing. So, you know, we were purchasing water off-site and bringing it to our home. But still you bathed in water that could be contaminated with the firefighting chemicals that they use on the fire engines for the Navy base. So along with the water contamination and the increased flights, it was clear it was time to leave. I was aware that the jet noise was impacting my health. And I actually felt that if I did not move, I would die. When Marion made the decision to move away from Coopville, she had to make decisions to keep her small business alive. Both women are going to share about the considerations that they have had to make in regards to their businesses related to the growler jet noise issue. We have a small business, so we had we felt like we had to stay on Whidbey Island because our, our customer base was here and that would be like starting over with our business too. And we didn't feel we could sustainably do that. So we had to move someplace where we felt where our business could survive. And so we, we moved to Langley. As a business owner, it is a touchy, tricky subject because there's this idea that you can't stand up and say, this is too loud without it sounding like 
I hate the Navy. And that's just not true. I value those people as members of our community. I value the armed forces. My dad was in the Navy. I think what they do is really important. And the jets are loud. I mean, I think those two things can exist together. And as a business owner, it's been complicated. Our CSA member comes out, they pick on Tuesday, they pick up and we have you pick out in the field. And sometimes the jets are flying and it's, it's complicated in that you have people who, you know, down with jet noise and then other people, the sound of freedom. And so there's a lot of complicated interpersonal interactions surrounding that. So as a business, do you take a stand and say it's too loud and then you're alienating some of your neighbors or I don't know, it is complicated. It is a tricky, complicated, it can't just be it's loud. I don't understand why it can't be, we value the Navy and it's loud. So that's been complicated. The decision to move and uproot your life is not an easy one by any means. Marion tells us what it was like to move away from her life in Central Whidbey and about the added challenges of doing so as a senior and again as a small business owner. My partner and I make ceramic cooking pots. We own a, a small company and we're in our 70s. We work hard every day, seven days a week, and we make enough to get by. We never, 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 ever intended to move. We put everything we had into our 10 acres in our house and lived there. You know, we moved here in 2005. The Navy, we felt, pushed us out without any compensation for our property. We felt like refugees leaving a war zone. We left friends and our unraveling community behind us, and it felt very hard. It was very stressful. Shortly after we moved into our new smaller home and property, I was very sick. My immune system was totally shot. I had pneumonia twice, and I had surgery for a breast tumor. It hasn't been quite a year yet, and I'm still recovering, but I am recovering in peace and quiet. We lost about 10% of the value of our property because of the jets. Moving took three years and every penny we had. It's not something we wanted to do, not something we planned to do. You know, I have great empathy for people who live in war zones that we watch on our TV at night because I understand why they have to move. It's move or die. I would say moving is stressful. We had two mortgages at one time and paid rent on our production facility in Coopville for our business. So we were spending a lot of money, which we actually did not have. And seniors, there's a lot of seniors in Central Whidbey, a lot of retired folks. And we have less flexible incomes. And seniors can't afford to move unless they're wealthy. You know, we were just crazy. We, we had to move. It was move or die for us, for me. And so I had to move. A lot of my friends and I talked about this. You know, we talked about moving. I, I felt like I was throwing in the towel, you know, by, by leaving. I haven't left the fight, but I was physically moving. And that stressed a lot of people out that I was moving. I actually stayed probably longer than I would have because so many people were watching what I was doing. I didn't want to do more to unravel our community. So I stayed as long as I could. But, you know, relationships and friendships and, you know, sharing gardens and cars and tools and all those 
doctors, uh, teachers, you know, everything, all those parts of the community, library, your friends, you know, those are all habits and patterns of, of a life that, you know, we had, and we had to leave that. And it's hard to do that when you're in your 70s. On the flip side, Juliana and her family have made the decision to stay in Coopville. It's their home, but they do face the uncertainty of the Jets and how they can protect their health. My husband's sixth generation here in Coop, we're not moving. This is our home. Leaving isn't an option. And I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't, but I do know that it's loud. It's just, it's loud. On some level, I feel like we're just trying to wait it out until they go to drones. I don't know. I mean, that that's the most ridiculous thing in the world to think about, but this is our home and we're not going anywhere. So other than doing what I can personally do, which is put on my ear protection and go inside when I need to, I don't know. For Marion, while moving was quite the ordeal, it has left her feeling healthier and free. My blood pressure's gone down like 25 points, which is good. Because I have less stress from the jets, I've been able to finally lose some weight. And my life is not organized around the growler schedule anymore. It revolves around what I want my schedule to be. <laughs> so it feels like freedom. I have freedom that I didn't have before. At the end of the day, both women support the military and their efforts to keep us safe. However, they both also want to see an end to the harm that is being done by these growlers. It never occurred to me that when I became the chair of SDA, I would be a target for the Navy trolls. I didn't even know what a Navy troll was. I was threatened. I was called a communist, crank called at all hours of the night and day, called unpatriotic and anti-Navy. So to be for something means just that. My ex-husband was a pilot in the Navy and I was a Navy wife. I'm pro-pilot and pro-pilot safety. None of the groups, I just have to say, that I have been involved with have suggested closing the base in Oak Harbor or saying that the Growler mission is unimportant. I'm not against the Navy or the pilots or the Navy base. I am for a solution to a problem that's just getting worse. It would be wonderful if there were a less populated place for them to practice, because I do think what they're doing is important. When I see them flying over the hospital, over the schools, over residential areas, and I just think what could happen, it is it makes me heart sick to think about ugh, the impact that that could have if something were to go catastrophically wrong. The kids who are being affected by it, that's my main worry and concern. And so if there was some way to have it occur someplace where children wouldn't be impacted. I have neighbors who their kids can't play outside in the summer when they're flying because it's just too loud. So that's pretty awful that your child can't go out and play in their backyard so I guess my perfect solution would be that they could fly somewhere that, that wouldn't impact children and families. People move to Northwest Washington from all over for its gorgeous natural landscapes, peace and quiet, fertile soil, small and close communities, and more. To say that the growlers are interrupting these great aspects of the region is an understatement. These planes have serious impacts on human health, the environment, schooling, and other parts of life. 
Many are faced with the decision of whether or not to move, and it is not an easy one. But we hope through the efforts of the Sound Defense Alliance, its partner organizations, and listeners like you, we can find a solution to the growler jet noise issue so that everyone can enjoy the peace and quiet of Northwest Washington. We also want to emphasize that while Marion did make the decision to move, she's still greatly involved in the efforts against the growler jet noise. So if you make the choice to move, it doesn't mean you've given up. Whether you choose to stay or go, you can still be a part of the fight. If you'd like to get involved, visit the links in the show notes below this episode. Thanks for listening.